Before this week's episode, I want to tell you about Starting Out. It's Digiday's latest podcast where we talk to leaders in the marketing industry about their personal stories that inform their big decisions in the business today. Find out more at digiday.com or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or Anchor.fm. Hello and welcome to Digiday Live, our podcast where we bring you the best sessions from our many summits around the world. I'm Aditi Sango, and this episode is our session from the Digiday Programmatic Marketing Summit Europe, held in Estoril, Portugal. In this session, you hear from Huawei's Nick Graham, who is their global head of digital marketing and media. He talks about how the industry is getting more ambitious about getting media and creative to work closer together and the change needed to realize that ambition. Listen in. There's never been a more exciting time. You know, GDPR alone is uh, worth worth watching and uh, how it's going to impact the industry. So what I want to do is spend a few minutes up front talking about some of the contextual stuff that's helping reshape our industry and then, and then take it into a client-side uh, view of um, what I think uh, uh, needs to happen in terms of that transformation on the, on the brand side. An example of uh, what's going on now, you know, you know this, this um, uh, you know, competing uh, future that, that, we're, that we're dealing with, Part of it is being shaped by um, a discussion around the agency of the future as a key stakeholder. Another part of it uh, raised by the CEO of Publicis the other day was everyone is talking about the agency of the future, but no one seems to be talking about the the client of the future. Um, So I think you've got all these competing views. Uh, You've got the consultants coming into the industry also trying to drive a different agenda in terms of where we think uh, technology is going to, you know, where we think technology is going to help net us out and, and, and lead us as, a, as, a, as an industry. There's old media in terms of the outdoor that hasn't yet digitized, but what are people really doing? People, people are engaging with their phones. Uh, so we know from Mary Meeker's uh, Kleiner Perkins slide uh, that investment hasn't yet tracked this behavioral shift. Um, and this, this, is, this is absolutely key in terms of you know, what, what we're seeing on the, on the client side and, what, and you know, one of the challenges we face. So <clears throat> what's really been changing both on the agency side as well as, as, well as the brand side? So we know this fantasy past of uh, the Mad Men era, of the, you know, the origins of, of media and advertising, if you like. We know that it used to be very much shaped by a command and control type leadership, um, where you know you, you you know things were dictated by the big idea, um, and along came uh, if you like the big the origin of the big holding companies, where media and creative were split apart, uh, and then you know and that's really been the dominant way our industry has been structured for you know, give or take the last 20, 25 years. Uh, possibly, you, know, you could say that even, even the last 30 years. Um, fast forward a few, a few moments, uh, and we're now in this kind of geeky nerd era, if you like. I, I remember when uh, one of my early agency jobs, I was brought in to help further integrate analytics, search, uh, the, early, the early moments of social media, into the planning and buying function on the media agency side. Uh, and you know, the, 
the, the then leaders of the agency had all come through the TV planning and buying uh, moment, if you like, in history. Uh, and they, you know, they saw this, uh, they saw Google, for one, to give it a name, they saw it as a, bo a bolt-on, and they didn't quite see it as, they didn't quite appreciate the, the deep transformational uh, aspect of Google and what it was really going to do to agencies. And this is, and I, if I put a year on it, I'd say, um, it, you know, this, this was still happening as late as 2009. Uh, you know, some agencies that um, in the UK, if you go back to the, the original digital shops and from a media perspective, you had your eye levels uh, of, of the world as a, as a kind of first generation response to this. But the big holding companies were pretty slow to change. And I think what was interesting from a, from a, uh, from a leadership perspective was these, old, these TV buyers that were running the agencies, they thought you could just help change the planning and buying function, rather, and, and, and that didn't happen. So what, what we really saw was, rather than it being a, a merge of, of equals or, or, or a culture change that way, it was really, you know, I think where we've nested out today is it's a bit of a hostile takeover. You can't, you can't, you can't change those old, those old functions so easily. It's more, you know, how are you going to teach someone that grew up with um, press clippings or radio buying? How are you going to teach them about .txt files, um, complex? Uh, you know, how do you how do you help them become complex uh, spreadsheet jockeys, as it were? You know, they're they're very different characters. Um, so, uh, as as terrible as the picture is, you know, I think I think we're well in that moment now, where a lot of us in the industry have come from a, a very different pedigree to to to. To, to what came before us. And looking towards what's next, um, you know, we're a fantastic industry for hype. So, you know, again, no presentation would be complete without reference to AI. Um, but, you know, the, the type of AI I'm referring to is not uh, shallow AI or, or fake AI, um, but it's really a question of, you know, I, I, do, I do think that this is going to be um, you know, a big change for our industry in terms of how it's going to help transform both the people side as well as what we do and, and, and the value we provide. Um, so, uh, yeah, which reminds me, I, I, was in, I was in Asia the other day uh, and we're, we're getting pitched by a media agency and uh, on, on one of their capability slides they had uh, AI. So I said, well, you know, what do you guys mean by that? You know, this, this is pretty interesting. And uh, the response that came back pretty much floored me, which was, yeah, it's reporting. So I think what people refer to as AI <laughs> can have a hu hu hugely diverse range of meaning. And, uh, and so I think, you know, we, it, looking beyond the hype, there is definitely a real aspect to AI, and I think it is going to change a lot of what we do in, in terms of marketing and capability. But often, it feels like we're in this kind of world. And I, and I said, you know, both on the agency side as well as, as well as the client side, we're being asked to dig out numbers, uh, we're being asked to track things, and often no one really knows why we do that. Um, so we're an industry that really loves measurement. And the, the, you know, the, the thing for me would be, how do we get ourselves out of what I call spreadsheet ROI into a more complex cross-channel uh, view, view of ROI. So when we look at measurement, 
Uh, and in terms, of, in terms of tracking, how do we start tracking the right things? How do we start counting the, the things that do matter rather, rather than just siloed metrics? So these are, so I've, I've, just, I've put out there some of the stuff that I think is some of the contextual stuff that should be shaping some of the discussions that are happening on the, on the, on the client side. So how, how is this affecting the CMO role? How is this affecting the media teams on, on brand side? I think there's four, for, for, me, for me at least, there's four key areas that I think are, are changing and, and will continue to change a lot more going forward. Firstly, is the procurement nature of what, 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 what has been and what, what is coming. So in the past, you had, uh, on, on, the, on the media side, at, uh, on the brand side, a lot of it was with pricing, getting, the, getting good value for your media. Now, now the function includes things like MarTech procurement. And this is hugely complex. It's, you know, for, for me, uh, gone are the days where you had a head of digital, for example, that could be a master of, of all the disciplines. And in those early days, I referred to iLevel as an example as a first, of a first-generation uh, media agency. You used to be able to have uh, you know, T-shaped employees, if you like, that, were, you know, that had a deep specialism, but also a kind of generalist aspect uh, to, to, to their nature. And, and they were able to cover, you know, there used to be people that, that covered search, covered analytics, uh, Covered social, for example, or covered um, you know a number of things around display advertising in the old in the old sense, and possibly affiliate marketing. And you could you could work your way through things, and 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 really try to master as many of those as possible. I think we're I think we're getting to uh, a current state where it's no longer possible to be the master of of all aspects of digital, and that and 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 not just on the ad side. We're talking about the technology and infrastructure side. It is becoming increasingly complex. So how does that then go into the procurement of the technology? So if, if, one's not, if, if one doesn't know what one wants out of the technology, how does, how, how does one actually know what to buy? So I think we're in a complex, a complex situation there, especially from a client side as in terms of this procurement side. So that's a big challenge I see. Uh, and that's something that I don't think a traditional CMO is necessarily equipped to deal with. So we're seeing that function split out a lot more. That's you know, arguably the, the emergence of the CDO or, 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 or new uh, chief media officer role. So I think what we're seeing is, is, is a, a splitting out of, of, of capability and function. I want to take a quick break here. If you find this session interesting, there's a lot more we can tell you about it in our event briefings. Every summit, we release a briefing on what was discussed in the town halls, working groups, and state sessions. If you subscribe to Digiday Plus, you can get these briefings too. Digiday Plus is our premium membership product, and if you subscribe, you get the Digiday Magazine, event briefings, exclusive research, and invites to member events. It's only $395 a year. And if you want to 25% discount, enter the code PODCAST at checkout. To learn more, visit digiday.com and you will see Digiday Plus tab on the menu bar. Now, back to the episode. The next area I think is <coughs> that's changing a lot and that will continue to change is on the content side or, or the ad side. So I use I used the, the, the reference very loosely. Um, but you know, as an industry, if we look at programmatic, we, we, we promised 
the right ad, the right time, the right place. Um, and often that hasn't materialized. So there's, a, there's, a, there's an interesting discussion going on at the moment around, around you know, why, why that's the case. My, my personal view of that is it has to do with costing. So there is, there is a lot that's possible in terms of personalized recommendation, um, personalization in advertising more specifically, but I don't, I don't think as an industry, we, we, we don't see that done very well. Um, I think the only, the only company I, I see that has really mastered that well is Amazon, and that's largely because they, 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 they own that capability. So I think that puts us in a, it raises an interesting question about, uh, about capability, personalization, data usage, and where ultimately that functional responsibility will sit. So personally, I think, I think a lot more of that does need to come in-house. Uh, in order to get the, get the most value out of it. So in the past, you, would, you could often have marketing strategy come down into, into a media strategy, if you like, uh, and then you know, you know, extracting value that way. I think what we're seeing now is, with, with the complexification of, of media, with it becoming far more uh, technical, I think a lot of the value that does come out or will that will emerge will come out of an ops-led strategy. So it's more an emergent strategy rather than a deliberate strategy from from uh, from a media marketing mix. Um, you know, if one doesn't know what is possible from, uh, if I take an example from uh, paid search or or you know, in terms of header bidding from programmatic, if one doesn't know what's possible in those in in, in those areas by, by by deploying certain tactics, how can how can one really create a, a an effective strategy for reaching audiences? So I think that level, the at that level, the the complexity and the complexification of, of what's going on, I think it is driving a different way of working on the on the on the client side or brand side. So. It's what I like to refer to as ops-led innovation or ops-led strategy. Um, I think that, that, you know, that's, that's, that's something that's going to become a lot more dominant. So how does this then all come together in terms of you know, what brands are doing in terms of the leadership or management of, of this function? Um, so we know a few things. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of business churn in terms of, uh, in terms of people. We know the pace of change is picking up. Um, the range of disciplines, you know, it's no longer just search and display, uh, you know, the, the, you know quick, very quickly it became search, display, video, then it became search, display, video, and social. You know, the, the, the activities that are happening uh, are increasing. Um, so I think what we're seeing in, in terms of uh, the, the client side is, you know, leadership is no longer, it's no longer about that command and control, it's not one person. And also, because of this complexification, the leader himself or herself is no longer the expert. So the, that, that technical aspect is, is a huge driver of change on the client side and, and, and in terms of making sense of, of, again, how to get value out of this thing. So, so Martin Sorrell resigned from WPP, and in his leaving note, he made reference to, uh, you know, and, and now back to the future was his sign-off. Um, you know, rather, rather cryptic, uh, or, or, or not so cryptic, if, if you follow him closely. You know, it's, 
I th my understanding is it's a reference to, you know, it's this media plus creative issue that, 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 I've, that I've tried to signal earlier with, with uh, my remarks about content. Um, I think we've, we're heading to an industry now, uh, and, and this applies both the client side as well as, as, well as agency side and, and the broader ecosystem, where you know, that, that holding company structure that, that separated out the media function from the creative function, there's a, there, there is an ambition across the industry to, to bring those back together again. Uh, and again, to, 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 you know, to, if you like, to realize that dream of, of maybe more personalized advertising to, to make the right content at the right time, and also to, to bundle it together perhaps from a cost perspective. I think, I think this, the, if you like, the industry at the moment isn't working because those, they, they are too siloed, those, those, those two disciplines. So we've got these big trends, and as Jess referred to, you've got the in-housing trend, but also you know, how are we going to make sense as an industry of the coming together of media and creative? I think this is, this is, a, this is, this is, this is a big one. What I would, my remarks I'd add to that in terms of this back to the future would be if we are moving back into uh, a world where media and creative work a lot closer together, we've also got to be cognizant that the media side of it is not what it was once. It's a heck of a lot more complex than it, than it ever was before. You know, th that era where, where they were split apart was largely an era dominated by, by TV advertising in, a, in, a, in, a, in its very classic sense, or press, press buying or radio buying. Um, what we've got now is, is, a, is a much more complex technology-driven media infrastructure. So bringing back together creative, and it's not just one big idea, it's, a, it's personalized, it's, it's iterations of uh, user-generated content. You know, bringing that together with a much more complex media is not something that's as simple as a, you know, let's you know, a back to the future. It's a very, it's a very different world that, 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 that will bring those two together. So in terms of uh, what I look at when, we, when we're building out uh, a media practice, if you like, within, within, within a global organization, I personally have three, three, three big biases. First, first is, you know, focus on your core capabilities. If, if, your, if your business isn't in the content business, isn't in the ad business, you know, should, should you be doing that? You know, should that be outsourced or not? There's, you know, it's not always easy to say, oh, we're going to in-house these functions, um, you know, uh, you know, it might. You know, the question might be. You know, if your if your organisation is not in a in in a uh, you know geography or place where uh, you know talent is easily sourced in terms of programmatic, you know that ca that can be a big issue. Um, so developing smart, therefore developing smart partnerships also becomes essential, partly because of the complex complexification of media. So a lot, more, you know, things are a lot more technical. Uh, you can't you can't have every function in, you know on, on on the brand side. So some of the some of those are going to have to be run by third parties. They might be they might be media owner led or they might be agency ma managed. But you're gonna you're gonna need to have tr you know far more trusting partnerships. So the trust issue within our industry extends into into the capability re uh, remit, not just around uh, buying and pricing of inventory. Um, and then thirdly. Um, you, know, you know, build unique strengths because <clears throat> if, if everyone is buying the same sort of technology from vendors, um, you know, you're not really going to have much of a differentiator in terms of how your ads are received by, by the audience. So you're going to have to build something 
in a in a unique way. So I'm thinking, you know, my point of reference being tech stacks. You know, you you have to try to build something that is, it's got your own stamp on it that that, that you've made your mark on. Then, from from the brand side, uh, you know, it's important to remember that change isn't isn't easy. You know, in my experience. Yeah, it often comes down to who's going to be using the technology or who's going to be responsible for the function, that you know whether 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 there's a success or not, um, and uh, I think it's far too easy to assume that just because you've bought uh, you know a great car that the the current operation uh, is going to be able to drive it and and get the most out of it. So I think you know that side of it, as as the pace of technology picks up, is only going to become a a, a bigger issue. And then, lastly, I think on that vendor side, we're, we, you know, we're being sold a lot of uh, technology, and, and every point solution uh, promises to improve ROI often. Often, and you know, if we added up all, all, all that, all, all those incremental uplifts to ROI that, that 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 are promised, you know, I think you know we would have you know, you know your 250% ROI or whatever it might be uh, uplift. You know, I think. We need to be a lot more careful in terms of, as an industry, what we what we promise in terms of what what this future what this future is. So both in terms of the metrics, as as well as in terms of you know how we how we're selling those metrics and and, and, and what clients are buying. So I don't think um, you know I don't think we should be overly reliant on on, on silo metrics. So I think that's a, that's an important point to to bear in mind. Thank you so much, Nick. Um, got time for a few. Just a few yeah, questions. Sure. And that was really interesting. I couldn't hear all of it uh, back there, but I heard um, some things pop out. Um, one was just, um, I heard you mention AI. <coughs> Are you um, at Huawei looking at using AI for media planning and buying? Is that part of your future, do you think? So th that's something I pro probably shouldn't co comment on for, from, from, from that perspective. As an organization, more generally, um, AI is a huge component of where we see the future. Okay. Um, our, our devices are... Uh, obviously, AI, AI equipped, if you like, um, and it's um, you know it's a big part of, of where we see the future. So we, we are invested in that heavily. Mm, so, okay, so will, will that space. go through to media planning? Uh, no doubt, no doubt. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, and just quickly, um, how do you um, vet your ad tech now? Um, given that procurement is playing more of a role in that, mm. um, can you just give a few examples? <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean that, that's 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 a big that's a big question. Yeah. Um, I think um, you know I think what we're seeing is, uh, and I'll speak more generally rather than just particularly from 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 a current organisation. I think what we're seeing is, uh, and this discussion I, I remember having this discussion a couple of years ago already, that you know procurement isn't necessarily equipped to 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 handle those decisions around transparency around around quality and how the technology is 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 you know uh, addressing these issues so i think what we're seeing from a procurement perspective is procurement has to co-opt marketing also mm -hmm. uh, you know that it's not so separated so again you've got that those blurring of lines in terms of functions within the organization mm -hmm. um, you still get pockets where things are price-driven rather than quality-driven uh, or, or, or a combination thereof. So um, I think things are changing, but again, procurement probably hasn't changed fast enough. Mm -hmm. Thank you so Thank much. You. 
That's it from this episode. Thank you for listening. If you liked our show, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Anchor.fm. Leave us a review. We love to read what you think. Thanks again for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode.